0: show thank you very much for joining us this is the boys of tech new zealand's longest running tech podcast and of course the the very best podcast this episode is number 290 for the week commencing monday the 11th of august 2014 that means we're what two-thirds of the way through the year something like that my name is edwin herman here in the studio in wellington i'm joined by my co-host ben sunko how are you ben um, good thanks, yeah. You had a good weekend.
1: Uh yeah. Yeah. I did a bit of work outside. It was nice to yeah, you know, get a bit of fresh air.
0: Excellent. What sort of work did you do outside?
1: Uh last weekend I made a couple of pergolas and put them up and this weekend I just made a chair and a seat in each one and uh put up a frame for the grape to grow up.
0: That's really cool. Have mm, you have you decided yeah. what uh, grape variety? Uh, it's from Croatia. It's one
1: that um, mm. has been in the family for a long time.
0: Do you know, actually, uh, I've been wondering wondering this for a long time. When I was young, when I was a little boy growing up in Auckland, we had a, uh, a grapevine, and it had these grapes that were black, perfectly spherical, and they had this really, uh, I guess, somewhat sour taste to the skin. Uh, but if you let them sort of almost overripe, they became very, very sweet.
1: Yeah, they're probably um, wine grapes. So there's, there's what, different varieties. What would varieties. they be called?
0: because I, I, you can't buy them in supermarkets.
1: You, you know. can get them from some. I think Moore Wilson sometimes has them. What I do think they call called? Them? Like they're called like boutique grapes, or um, or maybe like old world grapes, or but those are essentially the ones that I grow.
0: Ah, maybe yeah, I could so get when, a uh,
1: a cut. You with could them. definitely. Yeah, definitely. I've got heaps, so yeah, as soon as it sort of livens up a bit, we can sort that out.
0: Yeah, that'd be great because I, I, I really miss those and I just, you know, every time when I when I go to the supermarket, I see these little round, almost black ones and I think, oh, maybe it's them and you buy them. No, it's not them. No,
1: you, you, You're lucky if you buy them. They're from very particular places.
0: But um, don't you find it, them it's, the, the tastiest?
1: They're very different flavor yeah i mean i just find them really
0: intense with their flavor and very uh i don't know just tasty whereas the supermarket ones whatever variety those are i i wouldn't have a clue but they kind of taste a little bit less um well those are
1: growing for their durability more than anything else ah
0: right yeah because these ones do not last very well they don't keep doing once you've once no, pick them, so yeah.
1: those those sorts of fruits never go to supermarkets because right. okay. there's no market for it. Those are the sorts of things you only get if you grow them yourself.
0: Ah, okay. Well, in that case, I might have to uh, – I'll take you up in the offer at some point once, once your vine yeah, no, is definitely. sort of up and running a little bit, you know. Um,
1: various people have um, – like a bunch of people got cuttings from my one, so yeah. Oh, great. And right. mine came from my dad's and that came from our uncle. and Yeah, it's been in the family for a long time.
0: Do you know the actual variety, the name of the variety or – what it came
1: you? from it came from Croatia about 50, 60 years ago, so I, I don't know.
0: Right. It,
1: it'll, yeah, it'll be a native
0: Croatian one. Wow, that sounds cool. I'd, uh, yeah, anyway, I'd, I'd be really keen to take you up on that offer at some point. <laughs> All righty, so on to technology, what happened in the week just been? Well, of course, huh, you couldn't avoid the story about the millions and millions of credentials stolen by this Russian hacker group.
1: Backed up, I think they prefer to say. <laughs> yeah, that they, else, they've backed it yeah, up for they're,
0: them. Yeah, they're backing it, yeah, Backing up the data for us.
1: It was nice of them to, to make like nice of these websites to make it really easy for them to back it up for them as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. The thing is though, the story was originally reported as a four point five billion credentials and you think, Well that's like more than half the world. How does that work? Is that is that real? They, uh, you know, after a bit of analysis and removing duplicates and whatnot, it, the figure went down to 1.2 billion, and now it's around about the 500 million. Either way, people have actually criticised Hold Security, which is the firm that broke the story. People have been quite critical of of Hold Security because of the what they say were inflated numbers they were you know they kind of released this information in a very sort of grandiose manner also so time
1: socialism se- yeah. yeah exactly and that's how you that's how you get the headlines I don't know if you've noticed it but a lot of the vulnerabilities that get reported these days like there was one a couple of weeks ago and it was you should never plug a USB device into your computer again because somebody has hacked USB did you read about that did you talk no, about no actually I,
0: I didn't but it would be a great story to talk about if I
1: so so somebody uh um, I think a couple of researchers in the States have like flashed the firmware on a USB key and configured it to act as like a network device or it's configured it to do various things. So there's this exploit in USB that is now known where you can flash the firmware. But, I mean, the the number of cases where that would become practical or that would actually be exploitable in the real world are probably very, very small. And the headline of the article is you should never plug a USB (laughs) device into your computer again. It's like that's not helping anybody.
0: No, No, it's not. No, you're you're right. You're right. And I I think you you really, if anything, I mean, I, I, I can use the example of, you know, at the bar, you know, if you didn't buy the drink yourself, be wary of it. But it doesn't mean you should stop drinking just because people spike drinks. Right. Yeah. So same yeah. thing. You know, if it's some random, you know, USB key and you're not sure, well, you know, you're taking a risk. Possibly, it's a small risk, but you're taking a risk. You know, if you've got your own USB key, then you know where that's been and no one's tampered with it. Well, then, you know, it's far more likely to be safe. And uh, yes. ra- rather than just saying don't ever use USB again, it's like saying never drink again because, or never drink in bars again because people have spiked drinks in bars before.
1: Or never jump in a car because somebody has died on the road before.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's uh, You can
1: take anything to extremes. Yeah, that's right. You should definitely be safe. You should definitely take care of what you're doing. But you don't need to live in a bubble.
0: No, that's, yeah, exactly. So back to these Russian hackers. Uh, look, I know the numbers have been inflated. But nevertheless, hundreds of millions of credentials are believed to have been taken. It's one of the largest breaches that have been... Yeah, known of. Yeah,
1: that's known of. That's probably a big one. But the crazy thing is, they were using just standard, like standard tools. By the sounds of it, like I mean, the only reason that these breaches aren't occurring on this level is because these tools won't be being used against these sort of sites. Like, who would do a massive distributed um, SQL injection attack on some medium-sized website? No one can be bothered.
0: Yeah, that's right. that's exactly right. The uh, this was kind of like a mass. Approach, So they didn't just target, okay, we're going to target the, I don't know, the, the Hotmail system. I don't know if Hotmail exists anymore, but Outlook.com. <laughs> Everyone re- remembers Hotmail, don't they? Uh, yeah, I mean, they, you know, it, in the past it's been, okay, let's target, uh, you know, Outlook.com or let's target Adobe or let's target this or uh, that. Gmail. yeah, exactly. Well, this has just been, as you said, Ben, uh, just a mass, all-reaching, so it includes... Very, very large companies, big, big companies that are – they haven't released names for, you know – Yeah, we don't know. That's, the, no, we don't that's know. But part they, of the problem. Yeah, but they're giving them time to patch their systems, and so, which I think is great. That's good practice. But they have sort of hinted at the fact that, you know – it's pretty much the names you know as well as a whole bunch of smaller people you know smaller operators which you will never have heard of and that's what's yeah. going to surprise people because they think well okay i'm going to change my my facebook i'm going to change my twitter i'm going to change my outlook.com and my gmail i'm not going to worry about you know abc.tv or something you know I, actually that's a tv station what am i saying uh- <laughs> I was trying to come up with some random, uh, you know, country <laughs> code, which is I think TV is for Tuvalu, uh, but <laughs> then I realised what I'd said. ABCs, is, isn't it? Uh, 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 American Broadcasting, yeah, Corporation or is it Australian? That's no, American, isn't it? Yeah, ABC News. Well, I think
1: I think there probably is an ABC in Australia. Right? Probably.
0: So I'm not going to worry about this little you know local system that I use. It's just as likely to have been targeted. So uh, mm. anyway, there you go. Bit of a worry, but uh, you know, I think this is these types of stories we're just going to see more and more of.
1: Yeah, it's really just someone's lifted up that the dead branch and all of the little bugs have crawled out. Everyone knew they were there, but now you can see
0: them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Interestingly, Mozilla had its uh, just also in the week just been had a, a bit of an oopsie, didn't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, and like. There's sort of no one to blame but themselves for this yeah, one as I well, with the looks of it. Yeah. The way that I read it is they need a better sysadmin who <laughs> looks at this stuff and says, hey, maybe it's not a good idea to put your dump file uh, in a web accessible location.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. They accidentally exposed 76,000 email addresses uh, along with around about 4,000 encrypted passwords. But, you know, encryption these days is... And-
1: all of developers. Yeah. Like and, the people that are uh, responsible for this sort of thing.
0: Exactly. Uh, yeah. These are exactly email addresses and passwords of developers, part of the uh, Mozilla Developer Network.
1: Mm, how safe does it make you feel about storing passwords in Firefox and Thunderbird? And- yeah,
0: it doesn't. You know, it's interesting because a lot of people seem to be slowly leaving Firefox.
1: Not in droves, I still, but I, just, I, still I still like it. I prefer it. Yeah. I mean, I, the biggest complaint I have about it is that it's changing its UI to be too much like Chrome, which I don't like.
0: Oh, okay. Because a lot of people yeah. are... Uh, well, not a lot, but there's, a, there's a, a steady trickle going from Firefox to Chrome.
1: Yeah. I, I don't understand why people hate menus. What's wrong with a menu? I, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, I, look, I don't have a problem with menus. The thing, the problem I have, and it's not a big problem, but the thing I, I'm not so keen on Firefox is it just seems to have gotten so bloated, whereas Chrome and oh. even Safari just seem reasonably lightweight.
1: Um, Well, I mean, did you have a lot of add-ons and
0: added on? Or? No, I never – no, I don't do any add-ons. It just seemed mm. to get – look, this is some years ago. Maybe they, they've trimmed it back. I don't know, but it just seemed to – not as bad as Netscape. Remember Netscape going from one to two to three oh, and then four. Netscape was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean
1: Firefox. Uh, Firefox doesn't feel. It does I mean my Firefox feels relatively heavy, but just that's because of the stuff that I've added onto it, and that's my responsibility. But it's it's so useful. There's just so much stuff that's handy.
0: Hmm. Well, yeah. It's not a bad browser. I, the, interestingly, though, I was just having a discussion with a with a colleague the other day. That it seems that
1: on if the, you say I, oh, yeah, I'm going to hang up
0: now. Well, I'm going to have to mention it something. No, don't hang up. <laughs> but <laughs> but I I have to say this. Out of the four, and when I say four, I'm looking at Safari, Firefox, Chrome, and Internet Explorer. The, uh, taking the no, latest pr- taking the latest version of each, Firefox seems to be the least compliant.
1: Really? Yeah. That sounds surprising.
0: Well, I was surprised. I was I'm. I'm looking. It's possible I made some errors in my CSS. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I'm looking at them and the other three behave. And I was surprised about IE. Trust me. And I I mean the latest yeah. version only, right? I think it's 11, whatever it is. The older version. I, I know they've come a long way,
1: but I still thought they were putting in hacks for um, CSS3 and HTML5. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think that they were obeying that properly. I'm, but I don't know. I. I don't do a lot of web development anymore. So
0: well I've been well impressed and I must say surprised about Firefox I haven't put it through the, the acid test uh, You know, this is not a scientific experiment it's just sort of as I've been developing stuff and noticing things like hang on why is it interpreting it this way why, why does it do that it's, this is weird and the others including IE, oh, yeah, seem, seem okay but hey like I say there could be errors in my CSS code so maybe it's me that's not compliant I don't know it's not a scientific test
1: I mean, one of the problems I already always had with Firefox was that it was so forgiving that you could you could make so many mistakes that, you know, it wouldn't really be accepted in other browsers, but Firefox just presented what you were expecting, what you were wanting to do, and then you go look at another one, you're like, oh, actually, I did that completely wrong.
0: Yeah, but that's what I like about the other one, so you can see, oh, no, that's not right, because I want to know when it's not right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is a problem, but it's
1: it's a better problem to have than the other way around. Because if you if you like, it's it's more likely to look okay in Firefox and not in another one than the other way around. So if you're developing in the other ones, like if you're not doing development, then it's a perfectly good browser to be using is what I'm trying yep, to say. Yep, I understand but if what, you do yeah. development, it can be very frustrating. I mean, it's caching time is ridiculous. Like, it's it seems to have some kind of internal DNS cache, which oh, overrides really? other caches. I've had all sorts of problems um, oh, man. with it. It's it's just really frustrating. And it's, like, page cache time is really high as well. Um, and it can be sometimes problematic to clear that cache, okay. like even trying to force it. Um, but, you know, it's not really a problem for very many
0: people. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Poor old Mozilla Foundation. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit red-faced at the moment. And uh, it, it's, look, the, the file was apparently sitting there for 30 days on the server, on a publicly accessible web server, for 30 days before anyone noticed. And then as soon as Mozilla uh, were notified of it, they removed the uh, the dump file. And by the way, the, what the what Mozilla have said is that it was a uh, part of a data sanitization process that failed, that didn't work correctly. And that was the, the the process that basically removes all personally identifiable information from content.
1: That's so ironic.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, it is actually. <laughs> I, I know. The, the only
1: reason that this was exposed <laughs> is because they were making this stuff not be exposed.
0: Yeah, no, there is there is definitely an element of irony there. Absolutely, love it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know the situation that occurred here. You, You've seen the mistake made a hundred times, and it's just very unfortunate that they got caught out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's a little bit embarrassing, but it's not the end of the world, uh, really. It's uh, kind of unfortunate, though. And last story then, Ben, and we'll uh, end the episode there. Uh, you've probably read the story about the German schoolboy who goes on a fishing trip. He drops his, I think it was, was it an iPhone? I think so. What did they say what phone? It was a smartphone anyway. I actually no, I don't think they did, but it was a smartphone. Yeah, it was an iPhone. So he dropped his iPhone overboard, and he kind of wanted to retrieve it, but what was he to do? He decided to sneak back after the fishing trip at uh, so at night he, he snuck back, and he decided to drain the entire pond. He he basically got a pump and a hose, and there's a there's a, a toilet block nearby. He so he hooked it up so it was it would drain out the uh, you know through the down the toilet. And he set the pump at work, unfortunately, he didn't realize that the toilet wasn't connected to a sewer system, and just further around the car park was flooded, which is when people noticed what had happened Now, the reason he wanted so, his phone by the way, the reason he wanted his phone in case because that's the first question people are going to be asking, why are we so desperate to get stuff or, you know, to get your phone? It's going to be dead. He just wanted the data card,
1: which is all fair enough, but it's mm. um, like so did he like. Did he pack up the pump and then go home, and then people noticed it and figured out what he had done, or <laughs> I don't know. or did he leave the pump there during, like over the night and during the day, and then people found it and they had like you know returned to Hans on it or something?
0: Or, like, I just <laughs> I'm
1: not quite sure how like the the, the order of events.
0: And um, I'm not sure, but what I do know is <laughs> is that he was unapologetic. He he says it almost worked.
1: <laughs> well, that's not necessarily unpolite. That's just realistic. It's very German realism. It's like, look, it, it almost worked.
0: <laughs> I um, know, but he could have, you know, they. He was ordered to pay for the damages to the toilet and the clean up the cleanup operation, including the water required to refill the pond.
1: That's the thing that jumped out at me. I don't know about <laughs> you, but we live in a world where the cost of the water actually comes into it. Yeah, that crazy, amazes it? me
0: yeah yeah well the thing is though, have been you know when you when you're talking about a large volume of water that needs to be replaced or that you know you should replace straight away i mean well what are you to do i mean nature only provides water at a certain rate doesn't it
1: but do you ever like I don't know about you, but when you were young, like you know, ten or whatever, and people would had pools, did anyone ever wonder, oh, how much is it going to cost to fill up this no, pool? No, no, you're right. Was they they, didn't, no, no, was <laughs> they ever did, did no, that ever no. cross anybody's no, mind no, ever no, at no, water any was free. stage? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, water was completely free. It's just, it's, I, mean, I guess us was, was showing our age, but man, this is it, <laughs> that jumped out at me. Big time.
0: Well, the other thing to remember is, I, 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 you know, growing up in New Zealand, well, I don't really know how, how 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 things play out in other countries. I mean, perhaps water was always charged for in Germany. I don't know.
1: No, I don't know either.
0: But there you go. Uh, it's kind of drastic uh, measures, eh, to, you know, draining a pond to, to get your data card back.
1: How come he didn't get it back as well? Because he drained it. Well, I don't think he it drained or, it completely. Thought, but he got close enough. He got and close. Also
0: the other thing, <laughs> he like,
1: why wouldn't they let him... Jump in there earlier on because didn't they say that he, he wanted to borrow a diving suit to get in there? Oh, did he well, they just let him? Yeah, I should have just let him. Yeah. So it kind of they kind of started it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you sticking he,
0: up for, for, for yeah. A little hard thinking
1: <laughs> he, he was just trying to get his phone back. Maybe he recorded like his last rugby game or something, like he just really wanted that back. <laughs>
0: Oh well I don't know I don't know. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of details here that that uh, that we'll never know. But uh, yeah, the the th- the extent I mean this really highlights the extent that people go to when they when they drop their phone and and you hear of these stories maybe not so drastic but you do hear the, of the you know the measures people go to to retrieve lost phones and, or you know phones that they've dropped. Mm. Anyway, I look, you know the thing is you can't really put a price on data. That's the thing on you know personal data. You know, it's a bit like, you know, the the as you used to say the the family photo album, you know, if that gets stolen, you know, no amount of money is going to bring that back.
1: Well, I'd argue you probably could put a price on it. Like if you if you damaged your hard drive and you took it somewhere and they said it's going to cost you $10,000 to recover most of the data. That's pretty
0: good. Yeah, that's a pretty, good, that, yeah, that's a pretty what... good
1: chance for you going to say no. <laughs> so there's gonna yeah, but, you, you will literally be putting
0: a price on that data yeah but that's that's provided you, you've got this thing physically i mean to actually retrieve whatever it was physically to start with
1: well if he could he could spend more time and more money and like really get that phone back he he could he could get it back if he spent enough time like if he put a uh,
0: you know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Eventually, the the owner—I mean, he could probably bri- not bribe, but offer a large enough money, uh, ten million euros, to the owner to to drain his pond and, and refill it.
1: Or just go in there again and drain it again yourself and just keep doing it. And if you get fines, you pay the fines. If you get arrested, you pay that price as well. <laughs> like if you're really that determined, you would do it. Okay, but so, he's actually, so there is a he's price. He's actually put the price on this saying, no, that's,
0: that's too that's expensive. That's too, too expensive, yeah. No, I, I take your point, um, Ben. You, you, I, I can't argue against that really, that there is a price and you've demonstrated it. Yeah. Indeed. Okay, all right. <laughs>
1: it's a pedantic corner for this week.
0: <laughs> it is rather, but that, hey, that's good. Always variety on the show. Hey, Ben, look, I want to thank you very much for co-hosting. You're welcome. And uh, we'll do it again next time. Until then, have yourselves a great week. That was episode 290. See you next time. Goodbye. <laughs> My name is Edwin Herman, here in the studio in Wellington. I am joined with, by, not with, I, that <laughs> really weird. Okay, here we go. In the studio, I'm joined, I can hear sitting you. Sitting like, on my <laughs> knee. <laughs> Just like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sitting on your knee, like, yay, podcast time. <laughs> oh my God. Oh man, I thought well, I could recover, but I can't.